Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Chris Craddock, here with uh, our co-host, Jeff Safright, back from Kansas uh, and ready to, to rock. And uh, we've got a great guest here, Chris uh, Prefontaine, who is, uh, I think last time we asked whether you were actually uh, related to uh, uh, Pre, the uh, runner, but uh, I guess that's, there's no relation, right? Is that right? Not that I know of, and I haven't done one of those genealogy thingies, so I don't know. I don't think so. Which, by the way, I'd never even heard of the movie, and my wife uh, came across it the other day and, or, or months ago and was like, you've got to watch this movie. And I watched it. It was really, really good. So It's, it's awesome. It's, yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, but with that said, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about who you are and um, the kind of business you're in. And then let's let's dive into it. Yeah. So I'll condense 31 years in about two minutes because I can go fast. So uh, I've been at this 31 years this fall, actually, Chris. So I uh, started in the uh, building world. I never was a builder, but I connected with someone. And we actually tied up land and built the whole home on terms. I didn't know that that even that term terms back then, but we did it very creatively. Uh, then I bought a brokerage in uh, like 95, sold it in 2000 to Cobalt Banker. And then I kind of sprinted towards the lovely debacle of 08, the crash. And during that time I had all kinds of properties outstanding. I had coached people throughout the United States and Canada. And then after the crash, uh, that was an eye opener because I got my head beat in mentally, financially and every other way. And then re-engineered the whole business to not deal with banks, not put my cash up, not sign, you know, personally on loans, which was a headache. And um, we now, when I say we, myself, my son, my son-in-law, we buy and sell here in the New England area, but we then go teach that east to west coast and even over to Canada. Uh, so we're, we've got students uh, and we're in the trenches with them. I think there's an enormous gap in the, in the education industry, at least in real estate where people go to a course or go to a seminar and then they never do a deal. They're like stuck. So our program is very interactive. We lock arms and we get deals done with them and that's cool. So we, we kind of bring them to the finish line. So that's, that's a minute of 31 years. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, I'll ask the first couple of questions and then, uh, and then Jeff, if you want to jump in. So yeah, I've got a lot of friends in the coach, like a ton of friends in the, uh, in the coaching space. And you know, you see a lot of different uh, levels of that, but I, I really do respect the the ones that go zero to one, which, you know, is the whole idea of like how to get your first deal. Um, because yeah. I think a lot of times people will talk over uh, the basics, right? People have been doing it so long that they, they don't speak from the ground level. And so people just miss out. So um, yeah, do you mind just sharing like a couple just just main tidbits, you know, for somebody that may say, okay, well, I think what you're talking about, you know, creative financing, finding a way to do deals without your own cash sounds awesome. But how do I figure out how to think about my first deal and, and, you know, what usually keeps somebody from getting their first deal done? Yeah. A couple of things. I'm going to answer the second question first, and then we'll talk about the simplest way to start for, for that new person, but frankly, a review for other people. 
The what stops it, I think, is in the brain. Uh, Chris, I, I struggled for four years after the crash with the mental side of this business, blaming myself for the crash and you know all the mistakes. And then the I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it works in my area. That's that stuff creeps in. I know it does, and it's more than people think. But once we can get past that, or at least help you get past that, the easiest way to start in the creative space in what we call the terms market is lease purchase. If you're not in Texas, if you're in Texas, you'll do the other two methods that we'll talk about. But we only buy a lease purchase, owner financing, and then subject to existing financing. And the lease purchase, the reason I say that's easiest is our agreements are built in with a whopping $10 deposit, 10 bucks. And they're all pre-done for the student. And a deed, when you type a home on a lease purchase, a deed doesn't transfer. So there's no expenses there. And frankly, there's minimal, I'll never say no, but there's very minimal risk for a brand new student. You're controlling a property for $10. And then the way we exit properties, you're going to create a three payday uh, revenue system on this house. Uh, let's, let's go with single family. We trademarked the three payday system uh, in, uh, federally. So I came out of the crash going, all right, I got to get back on the treadmill again and get one check per deal. And that was an awful feeling. So instead, we created kind of cash now, cash long term and cash in the middle monthly. And the new person can access that pretty simply. I won't say easy, but pretty simply. Uh, so I can go back to any part of that, but that's the basics. Yeah. Jeff, do you have any, so I've got a bunch of questions on that front, but Jeff, do you have anything you want to ask before I, I jump into that? Yeah, go ahead, jump in and uh, or, you know, fire away and I'll jump in. All right. So, so you said lease purchase. I think a lot of people don't know what that looks like. So the idea that you can control a deal for $10 what does that look like? What is, first, what is a lease purchase? Do you mind just sharing that? Yeah, so, yeah, I'll do some basics and then I'll give you, a, I always like to insert like a real story. So I'll do that too. So lease purchase is, um, we have pre-done agreements, but you're going to have a lease purchase agreement that basically says, let, let's paint a scenario. The seller has some debt on the property, but they're not in trouble. They just didn't get their price. Let's say the house is worth 300 and the, super sorry, uh, let's say that the house is worth $300,000 and they owe 250 on it. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, all right, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, we're going to pay your underlying debt, whatever that payment is on the 250. That's our lease. We're going to pay it directly to the bank. Once we secure our buyer who will cover that payment for us in that property. Now, while we do that, the agreement says we're going to cover all the maintenance repairs and upkeep on the property. Okay. But all we're going to do is pass that along to our buyer. And we'll talk about the, the exit here in a second. So we're tying that property up purchase uh, on a lease purchase with a definitive end date on or before that we're going to cash out the underlying debt. And if we agreed on giving them any equity that they're waiting for until the end, they get it then too. That's, that's how we tie it up. Uh, quick example, and then we can go to the buyer side or whatever you want. But uh, one of our students, Brian in Illinois, this one comes to mind because as a new student, he didn't want to get into other expenses. So he took my advice on, okay, I'll just do this, Chris. Walk me through these. He's now done 11 of these, might be up to 13, but, but he's over 11. He did them all with a $10 deposit. He's over a million dollars in three paydays on these houses. And he did them with 10 bucks. That's literally like creating money out of thin air. Now, I don't want to, full disclosure, I'm not get rich tomorrow uh, uh, educator, okay, mentor. I will tell you that this has been about 17 months for him, but he also is an amazing student. So I don't want to paint a picture that everybody does that like that. Uh, just a disclosure there especially not understanding the process. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that this is the first time to it. So I think the questions, you know, from that perspective would really be 
be great, especially for those that want to just understand it and say, would this be something I could do? So yeah, hit them up, grill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, when I hear you say lease to purchase, you know, if that's the correct term that you're using, right? You can use lease purchase. Some people turn it into a rental scenario, but right. that's what I do with my buyer. So this different terminology by all means is similar. Okay. So I guess, you know, so you're basically finding someone, so you're not even subject to this, correct? Not this particular example. So we started the basics. That would be kind of on the tail end of advance. Okay. Gotcha. So I, I guess how, where, you know, cause you know, in my dream world before I actually had money to buy a house, that was kind of my dream world. And, and I guess to, at one end of the spectrum, it goes, there's, there are a lot of people out there looking for homes like these. Cause like you said, on the other side, it's the rent to own with a buyer. So, so I know they're out there. I was one of those for such a long time. Right. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it, it seemed to me that, that these kind of lease to own or rent to own homes or owners that would be willing to do that were, were kind of unicorns. So, so where, where are you finding or how are you finding people that would even be interested in a lease uh, lease purchase situation. This is great, Jeff. This is top of mind. I did a video yesterday uh, about this because <laughs> I get asked this all the time on YouTube. So, okay. So there's different scenarios, but first I'll give you the lead sources. And then inside those, I'll tell you what we see for seller makeups. I've done about 700 of these. We do now we're doing about 15 a month with our students and ourselves included. So they come from expired listings, which are picking up now big time market change. Meaning for, if you're new listing, it means that it was with a realtor didn't sell. They come from for sale by owners and they come from for rent by owners. So we're calling a similar database than other people. We also niche down lists, very specific lists. So we might take a, uh, you know, bought in the last five years, no equity, or we might take a free and clear list, no mortgage. Those are great for owner financing, not lease purchase. So the, that's how we kind of corral the leads. We have virtual assistants call them and then the cream rises to the top and, and then our acquisitions will call them. Now, who do we see in there? Um, I'll think through the last few deals. We see a gentleman that he got divorced. His kids are older now. He's got this 15-acre property with a tennis court. He's like, I, I can't sell it. I want to leave town now. We did a deal with him. Uh, we got a divorced couple uh, down the Cape. It's a resort area from here, Cape Cod, who were fighting, not an amicable divorce. They were in arrears to top it off. And one was on the deed, one was on the mortgage. It was just a mess. So usually it's debt relief, life event, or something like that from the stress side, from the positive note, you might get people that just go, look, I can wait for my equity. I got like hundred grand equity in this house or 50 with the example I gave earlier. And I can wait for it. I'm just not getting it on the open market. I don't want to pay a realtor. And so that's who we deal with. So my opening question, Jeff, is always, hey, Jeff, uh, if I can get you to your price, hypothetically, I got to see your home. But if I can get you there, are you able to wait? Or do you need this equity to go buy a house now? That answer tells me if we have a conversation. And if we don't, it's okay. But about 34% of the people we talk to are open to talking about that. So are you, would an ideal candidate typically have more or less equity in their home? Uh, that's a great question. So I go all the way from free, free and clear to over leverage. So mm -hmm. I will tell you that opt-ins of the spectrum. So the free and clear person, I bought my building this way. I'm not in it today, but it's right down the street from here. And I bought it this way. He was free and clear and he wanted trust, state planning, tax planning. That's why he wanted owner financing, like didn't, does not want to get cashed out. Opposite of the spectrum, the ones that need debt relief yesterday, you know, they had a life event. 
Those are easy. And then you have everything in between. That's more of a discussion. Can we solve their problem or help them accomplish their goal that the conventional market can't or can't right now, maybe? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you so you're saying, you know, with these, you had the $10 purchase or the, the $10 down. At what point are you, where's the equity? When are, when are they getting paid their equity? Great question. So we'll take, let's use the same example. The guy, the, the gentleman that I said had $300,000 house, he owes two fifty. That's not always the case, but he has 50 grand sitting there. He'll get his equity at the end of the lease term. So typically 36 or 48 months. Now there's two caveats to that. One, uh, there's a few. One, um, when we talk to a seller, we don't talk about 300. We say, mm-hmm. Jeff, you were on for 300. You didn't get it. You, you have 50 grand equity there in your mind that you couldn't get. I'll give you the 50 grand. Here's how it's going to work, Jeff. I'm going to pay off that 50 to you and pay the remaining balance on that 250 because it'll be less at the end of the term. That's what's going to happen if you can wait for your equity. I'll give it all to you, but you're going to wait. I do that because the balance on the, on the underlying debt is going to be less and that pays into our payday three cash out. That, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, makes great sense especially if the market's going up, right? If we have a dip in the market, what's the, what's the exit strategy at that point? I've had a few. So our buyer side of our equation never has a contingency in there about an appraisal ever. So what's going to happen if the market drops 30 grand on them and they're in the house and they're ready to cash out like this year, a couple mm-hmm. things can happen. The, the pivots on these deals, why I love this question is the entire deal, right? So Buyer says, look, the appraisal came in 30 grand too low. Okay, well, you've got a choice, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer. They put down a down payment. Remember, that's non-refundable. So they got some skin in the game and I have leverage. Um, we can extend you the lease purchase and give you some time to save up more cash if you don't have it now, uh, or you can walk. That's a buyer's choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, I've never seen a buyer walk because they have a down payment. Because think about this. We say to them at the beginning, Jeff, uh, let's say Chris was our buyer. We say, hey, Chris, you're a buyer. You just can't get a mortgage. I'm going to treat you like a buyer. You're going to take care of the home like a buyer. You're going to capture equity or lose equity like the buyer. So when that comes up, it's not a surprise. If you bought the home from us when you started the lease purchase and the market went down or up, you're a buyer. Mm -hmm. That's the mentality we educate them with day one. Now, do some get amnesia later? Yeah, they forget that. But those are their two options. Now, Now, we have options with the seller too. We can extend. We can raise money and cash them out if we had to, if they were putting us to the grind, we can turn that into a sub two. There's all kinds of pivots. I don't want to get too advanced, yeah. but that we, there's all kinds of pivots. Now that makes sense. So, so on a, what I think is a higher level view, now I'm understanding a little bit more. And I, I think I'm more up to speed. So <clears throat> you're doing a lease purchase. You said 36 to 48 months. Typically. Or- uh, typically only because if there's a, per, uh, a primary residence issue where they're leaving the primary, past three years, they're going to get whacked on uh, capital gains. And I don't want them to. Most don't realize it. So I'll, I'll give them that option of getting that done within three. And if we can't, we'll turn it to a sub two and take care of the same problem. Okay. That's, yeah, I love, I love the options here. There's a lot of options. So, so we, so we lease purchase and then we're going to go find a rent to own uh, on the, on the backside. And so with our, with our lease purchase, we're going to tell you're going to get the equity at the end of this lease, right? And we're going to pay off your note. Then we're gonna then we're gonna go find our rent own. They're gonna what are they gonna put down as a down payment or how many points, what percentage? Yep, the rent home buyer is gonna put down 
if it's a jumbo, we're going to get them now or over time up to 20%. If it's a regular loan, we're going to get them up to 10. I don't care if they're qualified for V and they don't need it. We're going to get them up to 10. I need skin in the game. Right. When I say we're going to get them up to, Jeff, what I mean is a lot of them have it day one, but not all. So we're going to structure. My son's a master at this. He handles our buyers, Nick. We'll say to them, hey, Jeff, um, what do you get for a tax return each year? Well, I get 10 grand. Okay, could you see yourself putting five aside for this? Yeah, oh, yeah. So we do that. We had a state trooper that had retroactive uh, sergeant pay. We factored that in. So we'll get them to put more skin in the game throughout the course. Two reasons, three reasons. One, better cash flow for us. Two, they're vested in the home. Three, they look better when it comes time to get a loan. We're setting them up for success. Right. So we're looking at a minimum of 10%, trying to get them up to 20% by the end of that lease term or by the end of their, their rent to own term, correct? Yep. So if they trash the house and they bail on it, now we have that 20% to put back into the home, right? To get it back up to speed, or we can, or we can flip it, sell it, do whatever. And, and we're still, we're still pretty good on cash. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you the metrics on this. And I think the ratio is real good still, even better than government loans. The default rate for us is kind of an inverse relationship to what you hear on YouTube and other people talk about because they don't care about the buyer, quite frankly, they'll just stick them in the home. And if they default, they go, okay. And they do it again. In fact, Publicly on YouTube, you'll have some people teaching this saying, I don't want them to cash out. Well, I think that's kind of bogus, frankly. I We set them up to win. So we have like a 2 to 5% default rate because people have life events. No matter how we try to prequal, they have life events. Yeah, that's awesome. So on your marketing to your rent-to-buy, rent on, on the buy side, how are we marketing to them and, and where are we finding them at? Okay, I used to just manually, my son Nick used to manually hit things like rent links and Zillow and things that you site you're familiar with. We now use, we have a company, a third party company that we're part of actually, it's called National Processing, National Property Processing. That company not only collects the rent from the tenant buyer, pays the underlying debt and drops the difference in our account, it also markets to like 28 or 30 portals. And it also does collections. It's an amazing system. So it's it's like a quasi-management company. They don't go out and do anything. They're just a processor, but it includes marketing. So everything's online. I mean, I really, you know, I think this is pretty uh, pretty important for people to understand, um, especially if you're a real estate agent and you have buyers and, and all of a sudden buyers can't afford to, to buy what they could buy before. I mean, you have other solutions there. You have your own solutions. Um, where you can buy and, you know, you know, kind of have your arbitrage right there, but you also have solutions for uh, buyers that you're working with, which I think is, uh, is pretty incredible as well. So um, Chris, what else should we be talking about? I know you, you had a couple things that we were, uh, uh, we were going to talk about today. What else should we be asking you about other things that, that are in your wheelhouse, would you say? Yeah, I'll, I'll mention a couple of things just as a as a 10,000 foot view. But to your point with the realtors, I was a realtor for five years, just for context. And we got that little team up to 100 homes a year before we sold to Coal Banker. So if I'm speaking directly to a realtor who might watch us whenever or live, you are leaving lots of money on the table. I wish I knew how to do the three payday system when I was a realtor because I would have not had expired listings. I would have not shied away from a buyer that couldn't get financing. I would have not had problems with uh, people not wanting short sales who over leverage. I could get, I could buy all those. It's an amazing authority position for you in your market because you will never have competition. Very rare, unless they're one of our students. So, and there's not a ton of realtors doing it. So get to know this stuff. 
The other thing, I guess, to answer your question, Chris, would be, um, I mentioned owner financing earlier, but we do a niche in owner financing, and that is that free and clear sell that I was talking to Jeff about. So just like my building, and we structure, we want free and clear properties. About a third of the United States has free and clear properties. Some markets higher. So I want to talk to them and I want to structure monthly principal only payments. This is so powerful. And I'll give you some exact metrics. If you find a home, $200,000 or more, so most markets can do this, that's free and clear. And you structure at least a four-year term, you can usually get longer. And you structure monthly principal payments to them against their price that you're paying of about 900 or higher. You have, with our three payday system, a six-figure deal all day long. And we show that on YouTube. We show over and over how we do deals. And it's not all fluff. We give you the, the crazy challenges too. And, and that's pretty powerful. So I'm not saying you go out and get three of those a month. No, but you will run into several of those per year. And those are game changers for most people hearing this. That's awesome. Hmm. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, um, so Chris, I guess, uh, you know, in looking at, at our audience, most of them are real estate agents that we're always telling to go build wealth, um, buy awesome. property. What would be the next? Because again, I want everybody to hear this. If you're just living for your next transaction, you're always going to be on the hamster wheel, right? You've yeah. got to yeah. continue doing a lot of transactions, bring in a lot of cash, do it, be excellent what you're doing, but just parlay that into uh, wealth building activities, things that will, will help you make money when you're not working. Right. And so, uh, so Chris, what are some of the first steps that you would recommend somebody that's looking to get into a program like yours? Okay. Um, I will say this cause I'm not so naive to think, you know, I'm the only niche, but if we're talking about just this, here's what I tell you to do. Um, if you can get behind the niche, because as a realtor, you know, you can stack on these three paydays. You can learn how to do that. Then find someone, whether it's me or someone else, find someone that has the experience and not just what a lot of podcast hosts have called new money since the crash. You've got to be with someone that's been through some cycles. Um, I've been at this 31 years, so it's not an ego statement. I've been through a lot of crap and I know how to navigate through it now. So that's number two. Number three is you got to put the blinders on however many years you've been a realtor, whether it's brand new or 10 years, you got to put the blinders on to learn this niche for about 36 months. I'm not saying it's gonna take 36 months to learn it, I'm not. I am saying that if I have your attitude thinking 36 months, you won't get thrown off by the challenges and you won't get thrown off by the curveballs that do come. It's called market changing. That's one constant that we know. Um, so I would tell you, go through free material first, Chris, to answer your question directly, because I'm big on free. I want someone to go, hey, I looked at your stuff. I can get behind it. I'm ready, I'm committed. And so we've got free stuff everywhere. I'm going to give your tribe a link. I'll give it to you right now if it's okay uh, for a book. And it's not put a credit card in for shipping. I We pay for shipping. I want you to have our hard copy book. Just go to wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash uncommon. Wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash uncommon. That's just for this tribe here because of Christian Jeff. Uh, we also have, I mentioned you too, that we give you everything. I don't give you the fluff. And go check out 150 deals if you want on YouTube. Uh, last but not least, if you could deal with my New England speed and accent for an hour, uh, go check out my free master's class at smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash master's class. That's enough free stuff to get you whistle wet and go, I want in or no, I'm all set. And that either one is okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Jeff, any final final thoughts? Um, 
I feel like we're going backwards just a little bit, but I, you know, going back to the the rents are like, what are the rental rates compared to the rental market? Like, are do you have a bit of a markup on the rent to own, or is it like how is that set? Yep. Okay, so instead of looking at rental rates, even though I'll look at them, Jeff, to know about them and be cognizant if I'm in the range, I want to know what that buyer will pay when they went today at the current price the seller has or I have. I want to know what they would pay on a mortgage. That's what I want to know. Because remember, I'm dealing with a buyer mentality mm -hmm. and I want to be slightly above that. Why? I want them to be in the home, to act and behave like a buyer should, but to know when they get financing, they're going to come down a teeny bit. Even if it's a teeny bit, I want them to know they're going to save a little money once they make that transition so they have a carrot in front of them. And that works very, very well. That's changed for us over the years. That We recently started doing that very specifically. Nice. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, Chris, how can people get in touch with you? And, uh, you know, how can we, how can, you know, our tribe, obviously the book, but what are other ways that they can find you? Uh, those ways I gave you, so I jumped the gun on you. Sorry. Uh, those, those three links I gave you are good. They'll, they can get everything from there. Um, I, I'll give you a link actually for, I'm going to get a spanking for this by the team, but I'll give you a link for a free call if you want. If they, if they just go, well, I saw all this stuff, but I kind of have questions. Okay. Go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action and you'll get a strategy call. And it's all going to be about you. Where are you now or what questions do you have? Where are you trying to go and how do we bridge that gap for you so you don't get stuck? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much for having us here or, or having with being with us here. Oh, man. I'll hey, tell you bet. What, it's not even that late in the day. And I feel like it's what you get when you go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, thanks for being here with us. Um, this is really incredible. And frankly, for every single agent on here, um, if you understand that there are other tools out there other than just literally listing and selling houses, you can you can make so much more money. You can help so many more people and you, you really can build a legacy. So, Chris, I'm, I'm so thankful that you're helping just kind of expand people's minds to understand where it is. Now, guys, don't don't be a, a sophomore, you know, uh, somebody that uh, basically has enough knowledge to hurt themselves. Uh, make sure before you, you do anything, you're, you're actually really getting educated. Uh, on this. So that's really important. So, but with that said, guys, if, if you want to connect with us, please send me a, uh, a message on Instagram at crowd rock. I'd love to, I'd love to connect. And Jeff, do you want to take us home from here? Absolutely. Uh, in addition to that, friends, uh, wherever you listen to the podcast out, whether it be iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you're at, you know, where you're at. Uh, if you could leave us an honest review, that would be much appreciated. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what questions or topics you would like us to cover. Any hosts that you'd like us to have on, we'd love to, we'd love to interact with you there. Uh, also, like Chris said, uh, feel free to reach out on Instagram, at CrowdRock, or myself, at Jeff Saferight. We'd love to catch up. We did post the links uh, on our Facebook group page, Uncommon Real Estate. Go there. You can get the links for the free book and the free strategy call. Uh, other than that, friends, this does conclude another episode of your Uncommon uh, Lunchbox with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Saferight. Chris, thanks for joining us today. For everyone else, we'll see you back on next time, same time, same place. Until then, continue crushing it. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 